All right, here we go. Brand new sermon series. This sermon series has been stirring in my heart for a while, and uh, I have been excited and been praying about you and, and this community hearing it because it's something that I think God really wants to do in us. This sermon series is going to be called, it's going to be two weeks. It's actually, it's like a, it's a mini series, honestly, because it's just two weeks. But I'm preaching this week, Wesley's preaching next week, and then we got a Super Bowl party after that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check your heart. Everybody say, check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem. I, as a, as a Jesus follower for a lot of my life, have struggled with, with this, this idea um, where a lot of the time what's uh, going on on the outside is something that I'm more concerned with than what's going on on the inside. Like I, being raised in a Christian home, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this or you've been in church for any amount of time. Hey, shh, thank you. I just heard, I just heard it a little bit. I, just, I wanted to make sure you catch this because you're important to me. Being raised in a church environment, there have been a lot of times where uh, I would be more concerned with looking like a Christian and making sure everything on the outside was put together than like my inside actually being healthy. I don't know if you've ever felt that pressure. Maybe that's a pressure you feel at home. Maybe that's a pressure you feel when you walk in the doors of a church. Church can bring that sometimes. You come in and it, there's a lot of stuff going on. People are saying things. You're like, what does that even mean? Like the blood of Jesus and like salvation and worship. What is happening? You guys are weirdos. I've been in that moment. And then I, all of a sudden I was a part of it, and so it just became some normal things. And I, I forget sometimes how people can feel how I felt. And there's this issue that I see happening a lot of times where a lot of Christians that, that love Jesus for a certain amount of time get to a point where they, 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 they ask this question, whether they ask it or not on the outside, they ask it on the inside. And it's this question, how much of my flesh can I live in but still follow Jesus? Like in this relationship, like how far is too far with this line physically? But still, I can be a Christian. Like with, with um, you know, like smoking or doing drugs or hanging out with this group of people, I know it's like a bad influence on me. How much of that can I do because I kind of like it? It kind of feels good. It makes me like kind of like let go of all my stresses but like still be a Christian. Like how do I hang on but still? Uh, there's this war that goes on with a lot of us. And, and I, I see it happening all the time in the church. I see it happening all the time in, in this next generation especially. Um, just because I know you're holding them and you're a really strong man, I, it'll be probably a little minute, a little minute? It'll be a little while before I have the Bibles come. So just if you don't want to hold them, you can hold them. I'm just letting you know because I, I care about you. Okay, so you can put them down if you want. Cool. Thank you, Gideon. Everybody give it up for Gideon because he's a stud. You know, I think uh, something that, Paul's really clear about in, in the scriptures in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 23. And this is the main scripture for tonight. So I, we're actually good on those purely because I, it's just one scripture. And for the sake of time, I want them just to sink into this. But here's, here's going to be the main text for the next two weeks. If you have your Bibles, you can, you can go there. If not, it's on the screen. Here's what I want you to see. Paul says this. He says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. So here's where we're going. Our series go over the next two weeks. My heart for you. If you leave, any, if you, you, you leave with anything tonight, here's, here's the heart. Here's what I want you to experience and I want you to feel. I want you to, to, to think about. And it's this statement. Heart transformation is greater than behavior modification. Heart transformation is greater than behavior modification. I'm going to break this down because some of you might be like, what's he saying? 
your heart being changed by Jesus actually on the inside is more important and more valuable and more long-lasting than just you changing how you act and behave on the outside. What I see happening a lot in the church and in our generation and what I struggled with a lot when I was in high school and even right out of high school was like, as long as I look like on the outside things are good, I'm, I'm okay. But what I realize more and more as I get in the scriptures and I get to know Jesus personally is that he could kind of care less some of the time with what I do with my hands as much as he cares about what's going on in my heart. Because what's going on in my heart will really begin to determine what's going on with my hands. But some of us are so committed to looking the part and making sure that our parents don't think that something is wrong because they raised us a certain way or our youth pastors or our leaders see something that I'm telling you. Heart transformation is so much more important than behavior modification. But we got a generation of people who think Christianity is behavior modification. If I stop cussing, if I stop saying these things, if I stop lying, if I stop looking at porn, if I stop telling my friends um, things, that I, telling my parents lies, if I, if I could just stop doing these things, then I'll be a better Christian, then I'll be more lovable, then I'll be more worthy. And listen, some of those, all of those things, there's, there's lots of do things, behavior things that are really important that the scriptures speak to. And I'm not discrediting the value of walking in righteousness and holiness and purity and all of that. But it's in vain if Jesus isn't getting a hold of your heart. This is about heart transformation. God wants to transform your heart, not just change your behavior. Jesus says it this way through, through Mark's gospel. He says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and with all your strength. The second of this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. What's he saying? He's saying above everything else, all the list of rules of all the different things that you could be thinking about doing as a, as a God person, as a Jesus follower, loving God with all of your heart is the most important thing. That can be going on as you're processing what it means to follow Jesus. Well, okay, so Chase, transformed, my heart transformed. Transformed to what? What, what needs to be transformed? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this is it. Your heart needs to be transformed. Transformed to want what God wants. My prayer as a 28-year-old husband, dad, young person, I like to think I'm a still young person. I'm in my late 20s now. Gosh. It's tough to say that. Still working on growing like a full beard. I'm, 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 like, I'm like in the low bottom 15% height in my high school youth group right now, currently. I'm telling you this. My prayer still to this day is, God, transform my wants to be like what you want. I want to want what you want because I know that you're good. And I know that the things that you have for me are so much bigger and better and more incredible than what I want for me or what the world says is what's going to fill me. Transform my want to want what God wants. I want to I see God transform my affections for him, that he would stir your affections up for the things of the Lord. Now, there's lots of affections you got stirring around right now. Some of them might be for the, um, the person you're sitting next to. I don't I mean you got you know somebody that you've been thinking about. Maybe your affections are stirred for a really hot uh, Krispy Kreme donut that's perfectly melting as you're about to, you see that the light goes on in the window, you're like, ma, hmm. A hot, piping hot 
with the perfectly melted American cheese and a freshly opened pack of Chick-fil-A sauce, Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, my affections are getting stirred right now. They are closed on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, Kanye. I want your affections. My prayer for you is that our youth ministry, your life, that your affections would begin to be stirred for the Lord like never before. That all of a sudden you would stop craving the things that cannot actually satisfy you. Not even that they're bad things. Let me, let me listen. Sometimes we, it's not even just things that are sin. It's just things that are acting like they're God, but they're not. A, a relationship that you are longing to have. A, a connection with another person in this room or a family member that could be a great longing, but it's not going to fill you. Some of you have got a broken home, a broken father situation, a broken mother situation, and it's not healthy. And even the longing to like have that fixed is a, not a bad longing, but it, even if it gets fixed, it will not fulfill you. My prayer is that our affections for the Lord would be stirred up. So how do we get there? How do we get there? Let me give you a quick, a, a quick three things, and then we're going to worship in response and ask God to do something tonight. Because listen, heart work is hard work. It's not a, a quick switch. Like, oh, cool, I'm good. Now I'm ready to roll. No, heart work is hard work. It takes time for the spirit of God to cultivate. And some of us need to get some stuff dug out because it's not healthy. Some of us need to like get real with somebody tonight. Some of us, when we, when we get the opportunity in just a few minutes, we're gonna have leaders in the room, uh, life group leaders. I mean, some of you that are in a life group, finding one of your life group leaders. If you're not in a life group, it's okay. There's other leaders that would love to pray with you. And you need to go find somebody and be like, my heart needs to be transformed by Jesus tonight. Will you pray for me? Heart work is hard work. Let me give you three thoughts to, to just wrestle with because I think I want to help us get there. How do we get there? How do we get to that place where my heart begins to be transformed? Here's the first one. Here's the first thought. It's grace upon grace. What I'm learning is that you can't will your heart to be better. As much as you maybe you're like, I'm, I'm a go-getter. I, I know how to fix things. I can, I know that, man, if my 40 time is like a 5'8", which I don't know, that's pretty slow, right? That's pretty slow for like, you know, that's pretty slow. I, I mean, what, what, was your, what was your 40 time? You guys don't do 40 times anymore? Cool, sick, All right, cool, sick. A 40 time? Okay. It's a sports, it, you gotta run, you run 40 yard dash as fast as you can, and then it's like, what's, whatever that second mark is when you hit the line, and then it's like, whatever. You know how to, you know what you need to do to try to fix what's going on, and you're that kind of person. Let me tell you something. This, this issue of your heart, you can't just willpower your way into fixing where your heart's at. You can't earn your way into fixing where your heart's at. You can't you can't force it to change. Some of us are stuck in this, like, oh, I'm just going to push through, and God, I'm going to change my, the way I think and feel and, I'm, and, and who I am. I'm telling you, you can't will your heart to be better. Because John 1.6 says this, from his fullness, we all have received something that's much better, much more long-lasting, much more effective, and it's this. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The only way to get there to a healthier heart that's being transformed to, to want what God wants is experiencing a fresh wave of the grace of God that you can't deserve, that you cannot earn, that you cannot 
get God to give you because you're an incredible follower of his, but that you get it because he loves you. When you walk into a new moment of receiving that grace, you will begin to, to experience something that's outside of the human perspective and limitations of what we experience on the day-to-day. You have to receive and believe a fresh dose of his grace for your life tonight. You can't be... You can't force this thing to happen. It's a, it's a matter of stepping into some new grace. And regardless of how you feel tonight, the truth is, some of you, you're, you're feeling this moment. You're feeling where you've been in the last couple weeks or the last couple months, something that you've done recently that you might feel guilty about or like dirty or you're like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling condemned. I feel like be, even being in here makes me feel like awkward because I don't, I don't feel like I fit here. Let me tell you something else that we know from the scriptures. Paul writes to the Romans, he says this, and don't let this ever become numb to you. Some of you Christians need to hear this again. Followers of Jesus for a long time, do not miss this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? If you have said yes to Jesus and you place your hope and trust and faith in Jesus, all that shame, all that guilt, all that feeling of condemnation for the things that you have done, thought, said, have been, are gone. Because of his grace and his love for you. And in him, you are freed. Actually freed. Not like halfway freed. Like fully, 100% paid in full freed. Because of who Jesus is and what he's done for you. No condemnation. So how do we get there? Number one, it's grace upon grace. Tonight might be a fresh time for you to just be like, God, I need to receive your grace afresh on my life tonight. Number two, how do we get there? How do we get our hearts transformed his word and his presence. This is one of those like, yeah, that obviously, right? That's what kind of like Christians are all about there, Chase. But, but let me ask you, like, how much is this book, the word of God, the Bible, in spending time stilling yourself, being silent and, and listening and giving God your attention? How much of that is actually a part of your day-to-day life? Now, let me tell you something. I'm learning to this day, like, you can't fake this world. Again, it's not about what it looks like on the outside. I don't care how many, uh, like, how many incredible things we, we can post. I don't care how about how many things, like, you know, in the right moment when people are listening and watching, you can say to sound and look good. All of that stuff just goes, flies to the ground when, when, it, when, when, when stuff hits the fan, when real life hits, when something happens that's out of your control. But, but when those moments happen and you're actually in the word and you're actually in God's presence, it's like you've got a rock that you're standing on no matter how hard the waves are crashing against you. you, got, you got, you're not movable. You're immovable because of the rock of, of Christ and the word of God that you're standing on. But, but I'm telling you, I think a lot of us where we're up against something that seems like it's impossible with our hearts changing it's because we aren't letting the word of God and the presence of God daily affect us. Again, you can't just click a switch and like, oh, I'm good. Like, you've got to get in the word and you got to get in his presence. And um, I want to challenge you. You know you and you know your life and you know your schedule and you know all the things that you got to do and deadlines you got to make and all of that. All of that stuff is really, really important. Homework, practice, getting sleep so you're a human being that's alive. Can I tell you something, though, man? 
there is nothing more important than getting in the word of God every single day. I'm not saying this because it's a pastor thing to say. I'm, I'm saying this like for real. Like if you want to have a heart that is being changed by God, you have got to get your eyeballs in the word of God and let the truth of God's word pour into you every single day. Somehow, some way, fight for your fill up. How do you get your heart transformed? His word and his presence it's crucial. Finally, I'm going to invite the band up. And um, you, guys can, you guys can prepare to lead us back into you. I'm going to see a victory. This is one that we've been talking about, this, this phrase we've been talking about for the, the whole year. This is our word for the year from the school year when we kicked off uh, back in September. So if you've been around since then, you've heard about it, but I, I can't get over it and I can't stop saying it because I believe in it so much. I'm believing it and I'm watching God transform our group um, because of this value. But I know for me, how my heart actually gets transformed, it's being connected to authentic community. Because something happens in authentic community where when you're, when you're around people consistently who can know you, and actually love you and speak truth into your life and pray over you and know like really what you're wrestling with. Like it's amazing how your heart gets softer to the things of God rather than hardened to the things of God. And this, I'm gonna take a moment. I wanna be, I wanna be like kind of blunt with you because what I'm, I'm kind of not tired of, I'm not, like as in like I'm tired of you, you know, doing something because I, I've, I've been such a culprit of this world in my life. But man, I, again, I keep thinking about these moments where like I'm not going to be a youth pastor forever. Sometimes I think I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'll take my time. Like I'll just, I'll slowly say something because like, I'm, you know, I'll be here forever. I'm not, I have no idea when my time in, in this place is done or when I'm going to, if I'm going to live like tomorrow, like we're not guaranteed anything. Right. So I'm tired of living like, Oh, one day now I want to start living in a way that's like, man, I got right now. I got these guys right now. I'm with them right now. I'm going to pour my, my all out right now. So this is kind of one of those moments for me. And I think that if you will begin to let God into this space in this way, you will start to see something change with your relationships and authentic community. And it's this idea some of us um, have, some, have some comfort conversations that we need to have. And here's what I mean. Some of us have allowed our friendships that we've got with people, even people in this room, we've allowed our friendships to become environments that breed fleshly comforts in us more than they breed environments where the spirit is convicting us. Here's what I mean. You're hanging out with a group of friends youth group friends, church friends, whatever. And all of a sudden, something comes up that's like, it's, you, you know, you got that little like, ah, we shouldn't be talking about this. We shouldn't be doing this. This isn't right. We shouldn't be saying this about this person. I shouldn't be, we shouldn't be looking at this together. We shouldn't be doing this together. And rather than somebody being like, hey, what's God's word say about this? Hey, is anybody feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit here? You guys just begin to get numb. And rather than like sharpen each other, you begin to dull each other. Like, let's just, it's all, it's all right. Like, we're not, we don't have to be legalistic. We don't have to, you know, you know. But I'm telling you, some of you need to have some comfort conversations in your friend circles. Like, hey, we've been allowing this thing to happen too long in our friendship, and I love you enough that I'm not going to tolerate my, myself allowing my flesh and the comforts of my flesh to remain king or queen over the spirit of God convicting me and to aligning it with the word and the heart of God. 
This goes for everybody, not just high school students. There's adult leaders in here. Some of us, we need to be asking God to speak to us about this. I, I just know this. Conviction is greater than comfort. Con conviction is greater than comfort. I mean, I mean, the writer of Hebrews says, let us consider, he says this, let us, or he or she says this, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Proverbs, Solomon says this, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. So your closest relationships with people in authentic community should be, should stir your affections for God, spur you on to doing more for the kingdom of God and walking in what he's called you to do and sharpen you as a son or a daughter of God. It should stir, spur, and sharpen. What are your closest relationships producing in you right now? When you think about your best friend, your BFF, forever. What is that relationship producing in you? Is it making you settle for things that you know? Like God's like, I got so much more for you. Or is it stirring, spurring, and sharpening who you are in the Lord? Are you open and receptive to somebody having a moment with you that's like, hey, I need to have a for real friend moment. We've been allowing this to go on, and I'm, I'm ready to just walk in what God has for us. Because some of you, you, you know, you would be like, well, who are you? Wall up. I'm offended. I'm telling you what. Be humble. Humble yourself before the Lord. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So if you leave this place, there's two people. One of you might need to be like, I need to go have a conversation with my friends and be like, I love you. I love God more, and I love us. But I know we need to grow, and we need to have this conversation about what we've been allowing to feed our flesh and our comfort. One, some of you might be on the recipient end of that conversation. Be humble in both scenarios to receive what God wants to do. Because I know that when we get an authentic community and we have conversations like that, we let God's spirit begin to do what his spirit wants to do, our hearts are going to get transformed by God. And it won't just be a case of behavior modification. Let's look more Christian because it's what the Bible says to do. Let's look more Christian because it's what my parents want. That's why they're making me come to this place. Let's look more Christian because blah, 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 blah. No! I want to love Jesus. I want the love of God to actually change who I am so that when I breathe and move around and I walk and I talk and I look people in the eyes and I have conversations with people, like yesterday, I walked through and there's four people. I walked through and I, I mailed something at the, at the postal service. That dude's name was Sam. I remember because I asked him because I never asked my name of my postal service guy. But I was like, you're a dude. You're a real dude. And God, I'm thinking to myself, you're a son of God. God made you in his image. You're valuable. I need to know your name, and I'm going to call you by your name, and I'm going to pray for you after this moment. Sam. And I went to Cabela's with my wife on a little date because Sarah and Lacey, some great friends of ours, watched our boys. And I got up there working some things out, getting a bow fixed for my wife, and the dude's name was Lucas. Lucas has gone through a divorce, and he's got a three-year-old struggling. Lucas is a real dude. I want who I am and Jesus in me to affect Lucas. Then we went to dinner. We went to Well 80. My server's name was Taylor. And then there's another girl there. Her name is Danielle. She's a server. And she's, we see her every time we go to Well 80. And she's awesome. But I'm just tired of living my life in a way that's like, no, no. I want who I am. I want Jesus to exude out of me in every single way. And I want Jesus to transform you and exude out of you in every single way. Because people matter. And your life matters. And you matter tonight. I'm done with behavior modification, just fixing little things to try to look and sound the part. I want my heart to be changed 
by God. And I believe your heart can be changed by God. Check your heart. So tonight, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna invite you into a moment. We got 10 minutes to wrap up this service. And I've, I've shared some words. My prayer is that through the word shared, that, that the spirit of God is speaking to you. And if you're here and you know when I've been following Jesus for a while, but I know my heart is not in a place where it is like connected to what God wants. I'm, I'm wanting my own wants. Maybe you tonight need to get to a place where whether it's up here in the front, you're worshiping and like repenting because the Bible says, man, confess, repent. He's faithful to forgive us. He meets you right here in this place, in this moment. Some of you need to have that moment. Some of you need to find one of the leaders here, a life group leader, or just one of our adult leaders and say, hey, my heart needs Jesus to encounter it. Will you pray for me? Some of you need to, need to begin to think about how God is gonna use you to have one of those comfort conversations with your friends. Because you know the way that you guys are operating as a circle of friends is not producing in you stirring, spurring, sharpening. It's producing in you doling and settling. Because tonight could be one of those moments where you like something actually changes. Not just a cool, cute youth group message. Sweet, I'm back to my, my, my day off tomorrow in school, like ready to go. No, like maybe this is actually a moment for you where God changes something. I believe that. So I want to pray for you. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? tonight in this place. I'm going to do two groups and then I'm just going to invite you to stand to your feet and then I'm going to have my, if you're a leader right now, if you're an adult leader and Anthem student, would you go ahead and stand up and get up uh, to the side in the back of the room so that you're you're ready to go for people to come and get prayer with you. Two groups of people I want to pray for, and then we're going to stand up, we're going to worship, and I'm going to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone. Go get prayer from somebody. And, and maybe, maybe you can bring up the lights just a tad on the sides so, so kids can see who they're walking to without feeling. Two groups. Here's the first one. I know that the, the electric guitar has my bad. All right, my bad, kill it. First group, maybe you're here, you're, you're a guest tonight, you haven't, you've never been before, maybe someone brought you, or, or maybe you haven't come in a long time, and you're here, and you are, um, you, you would say, I don't actually follow Jesus right now. Maybe, maybe my parents do, maybe my parents talk about it, or my grandparents, or my guardians, but I don't actually follow or love Jesus. But something happening tonight is doing something to me. I, I, I can't get around it. I can't ignore it. And I'd be lying to say that nothing is going on. Something is stirring in me. Let me say, that is the Spirit of God stirring something in you. That, that the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. So hear, hear the word of the Lord tonight. He sees you. He loves you. He's for you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed with you. He loves you. And tonight, he's extending a grace upon grace upon grace for you to receive fresh tonight. And if you would say, Chase, I, I need that grace, and I've never said yes to Jesus because maybe this is you tonight, and you know I need to say yes to Jesus, not because you're telling me to or because I think it's the right thing to do to look good, but because my heart needs to get changed. God's love is the only thing powerful enough to change a human heart and transform it. So if you're here, everybody's eyes are closed for this moment, and then I got another group after this. But this group, I'm not going to move past this. If you would say, I, I want to know Jesus, and I want to say yes to receiving the grace that he has for me, 
and to beginning that journey of saying, God, I want to begin to follow you and what you have for my life. I want to pray specifically for you. So every eyes closed, heads bowed, but if that's you, will you slip up a hand? And I, I want to pray specifically for you. Is anybody in here you say, Chase, that's me. Can you pray for me tonight? I'm looking to my left, your right. Anybody? I'm looking to the middle. Anybody else? I see you. I see you. Awesome. Well, let me pray. And as I pray, I want you to pray this in your heart as well. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for those that are just beginning to say yes to you, learning what that means. Grace upon grace, that Jesus lived and he died so that we could truly live through him, being reconciled to the Father through his life, death, and resurrection. God, I thank you for those students that are saying yes to you right now in this moment. Speak to them in Jesus' name. Now, everybody else, I want you to go and stand up to your feet tonight. Go and stand up to your feet. Everybody, I mean, everybody in the room, I'm sorry. Everybody, just for, for clarity, everybody here, everybody in this place, we're gonna worship. Some of you know you need to start doing some of that, that heart work. And that first step might be getting out of your seat and coming up and, and getting before the Lord here. Some of that might be in finding one of the leaders in the back to get prayed for. But we've got five minutes, so don't, don't feel any pressure to rush out of here. We're gonna worship and respond to what God's doing in this place and in this moment. As I pray, I want you to begin to either come up here if you feel like you need to come up and get before the Lord and worship or, or go to begin to find a leader to ask them to pray for you. But don't wait. Don't waste this moment. Don't miss it. So I'm gonna pray and let's start moving. Jesus, thank you for tonight. Thank you that you are God and you are good. And God, even though on the outside at times I try to work and put on an image, God, that you see beyond that. You see my heart and you know and you can change and transform it. So Lord, I pray right here in this moment as students are coming up and they're going to leaders and you're speaking to them, the actual heart transformation will begin to take place. That your love and your grace and your mercy would fill them up. No longer bound by shame and condemnation. God, we pray against that bondage in Jesus' name. But that tonight, your spirit would begin to change us from the inside out. Lord, do it in me. Change me. Transform me to want what you want in this place right here, right now in Jesus' name. Let's go. Let's worship. Let's pray.